Hello and welcome back to the Road to Rank 1 podcast. I'm your co-host Jack and as always I'm joined by Burjo. Coming off the big buy round, round 13, very good week for the both of us, mate. Yep, smashed it. 11.46 for me, 288 for the round. Very, very good. That's off about 51k from the week before, which I had a stinker. Um, saw 9.6k worth of green arrows. Obviously, it was more, and then they, they they reverted it back. There was some sort of issue with the scoring where they included the players if you had more than 13, and then they fixed it, which was good. So I, I saw that that dropped me back another about 1K. So I'm about 6.1 going into this week, and I'm very, very well set up for this week. Yep. So pretty happy with where I am. Yeah, very good stuff for you, mate. Myself, I scored about 1,015. So a good score. Um, took me up to 4,000th overall. Happy where I'm sitting, and I think the biggest thing for myself where I am right now, I've got lots of trades up my sleeve. The three rounds coming into round 13, so round 11, 12, and 13, I used two trades. Mm. So I think in a period where a lot of people may have used five, six, maybe even seven, I, um, I managed to save about four of them and went in there really comfortably. And I think moving forward for round 16 and 19, I've already got about 10, 11 guns for both of them. So I think I'm very well set up with my trades and I feel um, very confident about my ability to bring in the Origin guns after um, round 20. And also two boosts as well, I think it's going to be very big there. So I'm very happy where I'm seeing it, 4,000th overall. But this is going to be a tough one. And today's episode, we'll be talking about round 14 possibly being a bigger challenge than we saw last week. We'll be assessing the best options for the round, go through some strategy talk as well as our trades and skippers. First game, Tigers-Raiders. We see Joe O off to Para, obviously, out of the side from their last game against the Cowboys, and Safarth moves onto the bench for Nuala starting at lock. Jareen Buller. Sitting around 450k, negative 26 break-even, I believe. Is there any world where he's still a buy? I think he is. It's just... I, don't, I can't concede defeat and buy a guy who's already made 250k. 250K. And he's not really going to be a guy... It's just because he takes up a fullback spot is my, is my, my sort of thoughts on it. And there's guys who are only a 200k jump. I don't, I don't have the trades um, in hand to go bull out and then grab another guy. Yep. I'm going to have to try to target more keepers and spend up a little bit more money for that because I ha- have used auto trades and I'm down to 17 and no boost, which is a pretty bad spot to be in, but a lot of them have been necessity. So... I, I can't buy him, but if you've got Latrell, it's a nice 350k if free up. Yep. But I do think there might be some better options. Yeah, there's a decent draw still for Dream Blue as well, and there definitely is a world where you can grab him and run through with him really until you flip to an origin gun, but it's just the possibility of losing out on points that other fullback options, which we are going to talk about, might get. Yep. And obviously, what, 120-odd against the um, Cowboys two weeks ago, so he does have the ceiling, but I just don't know if the possibility of losing out on some points from better options is worth the 150k yeah. cash you might grab before you flip to a true gun. Elsewhere for the Tigers, I'm very interested in these two back rowers, John Bateman and Isaiah Papali'i. Both fallen guns, both sub 600k and low ownership. I'm keen on both of them um, moving forward to around 16. What do you like about both these guys? Um, I think they're both really good options. I was keen on Bateman even before um, this sort of t- 
Tigers resurgence and when their buy sort of schedule opens up. He's a guy I've been watching for a while. I've mate, been man. I've been keen on him ever since I ever since he's really been playing this year for for the Tigers. Um, although I just don't know how much I love his upside. I think their their backs seem to be more likely to score than their forwards. There's not a lot of attacking stats coming for these guys. Yeah. Although if there's going to be one of them that's going to get something, it will be Bateman, and I, that's yep. why I prefer him to IPAT. But I'm happy to wait a little bit, watch it really closely, because I know he's been on my radar, but I haven't really been watching him that closely recently. I'm just going to keep a real close eye on him and then sort of assess. On the other hand, I do think there could be better buyers at 2RF at the moment. So we'll, we'll, we'll get, get into those later. That's why I just don't think now is... You don't have to do it now. Yeah, I wouldn't be jumping on now. Neither of them have a necessarily low break even. Mm. I think Papa Lee might even have more cash to drop, I think. He yeah. might be around like 90-odd. So definitely watch their roles. It's still hard to point out a focal point in this Tigers attack. Um, obviously, Brooks improving, and you'd think Papa Lee would... Um, would flourish a bit more with Brooks in better form, but he's not busting tackles. He's not in try-scoring opportunities. He's probably not the attacking weapon that we've seen him in the past with Parra and Mitch Moses. Mm. So I think just watch this for a little while, but they're both guys that interest me yep. and could be good pods into RF no, to agree. go through with. Yep. Moving on to the Raiders, um, Jared Croker. Rested this week to have his 300th game in Canberra. Completely understandable, but this week is a tough week for that to happen. Obviously, it would be a key number for a lot of teams in this buy trying to struggle to get a good 17 out. Um, you sold him yep. in round 13, so you're happy with that yourself. I think if you own Croker now, you have to move him on. There's not really going to be any other point of the year where he's going to be helpful. Mm. doesn't play a 16 and yep. you're not really going to get through to round 19. Williams a must-sell. Yeah, I think he's a must-sell. Elsewhere, um, yeah. Hoppawati to the centre and Kotrick to the wing to um, mm. for Croker yep. moving out. And then Frawley on the bench, so a very interesting pack for a couple of guys that I'm keen on talking about here. There's a few that this affects greatly. First of all, Horsburgh. Yeah. Very, very good score last week. Um, attacking upside and still good base and power. It's just... He's a tough guy to watch at the moment. I think the only thing I'd worry about here if I owned Horsebrow or was looking at bringing him in, depending on how Origin goes and how his form continues, if he proves that he can play edge, middle, there's a very good chance in round 19 he could be playing Origin. Yeah, yeah. if he shows that versatility. I think I wouldn't be worrying about it, though. No, I think he's pretty safe from not being picked. I thought if he was going to get picked, he'd be get picked in game one. Unless like Queensland completely capitulate and there's a big fizzle forward who's sort of accountable for that. I think Horsburgh is safe from making that team, to be honest. Um, although I do really like him on the edge. He's, his upside looks really nice there. Fogarty, a good player, can get him the ball in good positions. We saw that. He's got agility I didn't know he had. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's fleet-footed. Um, two line breaks and a try. Still, I, I don't know if I'd buy him at sky-high price with no round 16 coverage. Yep. Yeah, agreed on that. But I can't be too mad if you did. Like, if you have a big hole at front row, I can't be too mad at you. But I just think there's probably better options who do play 16. Well, a guy that I'd be buying ahead of him is Joey Tarpanay. Yeah. Um, back in the lock jersey probably doesn't mean all that much, but the role's getting better. Um, the bench... Tom Starling, Omre Gula, 
Adam Mariota and Matt Frawley. So obviously Starling will come on and play hooker with Wolford. Nothing really changes there. They both be playing nine. Um, Frawley's interesting. I don't know what Frawley is doing on this bench. Cover for well, they Sam had Chris. Kotrick, they had Kotrick on the bench last week, did they not? Yeah, and that, that's what makes it hard because um, obviously Seb Chris went down as well as Harry Winnar, obviously a very scary incident. Um, so Kotrick played about 60 minutes covering for Chris when yep. Rabana went to fullback. But is Frawley cover here for, say, White going to the back yeah, and, or into the centres yeah. and hop wide to the wing? Is Frawley going to stay in 17? I don't know. If so, Joey Tarpany is not a guy I'd go without. Yeah, I really want Tarpany. I've got him. If I didn't have him, I'd really want him because we've seen he could even be better in this walk jersey playing almost 70 minutes. He could be better than he was last year. He's wearing the arm again. It's, that, oh yeah. That's the big thing. He was looking to offload. I was at this game. He didn't um, get out as many as he looked like he could yes. have, but he was trying. He was very much trying to free the arm on his first three or four carries, and I was like, yeah, okay, he's in for a big one. And there was one run where he just sort of carried about three or four South guys 25 metres post-contact. Oh, yeah. Incredible. He, he's on. He looks fit. Um, yeah. I would be very scared to go with that type of right now. Yeah, I agree. I don't see any where we can't get him in your side. The other guy this, I think, affects is Psami Solo. Played 52 minutes last week for 64 points. 250k, break even about three. Um, I don't know. Whitehead's on the edge, injured for the next four, five weeks, it seems. So, obviously, is covering that. How we're in Naira, we don't really have much of a timeline on. If Solo can keep a starting spot for, say, those five weeks without Whitehead, you get through to round 19 and he could be a nice flip for about 150k profit in yep. a really realistic situation. I His think. PPM is really nice. Um, Good player. Yeah, minutes in, in 52 minutes last week, 68 with a line break in there. Yeah, I think I think it's a fine buy. Um, a bit downgrading like a guy like Cappy, I think. Solo is going to make good money. It's just about if you've got the trades to trade him back out, yeah. which you do. So yeah. I think it's yeah, it's going to be a good option. Yeah, I like him as an option. Um, Warriors Dolphins, <laughs> big ins for the Warriors. Wade Egan comes in at nine with Lussick dropping out, and Dylan Walker and Barnett come off the bench. First of all, Jackson Ford, disappointing last week. I think didn't feature in a lot of top thirteens that had decent depth with his forty odd points. Got hooked to about 15 minutes left. A lot of people are rushing to sell him. My personal opinion is while he's covering this week in round 14, it's a very much a luxury to sell him now. Yeah. If you can, good on you, but I would be rushing to it. Where do you sit with it? Yeah, I'm a bit on the fence here because I do think he is a sell in the next two to three weeks. And if you, if you feel like it this week is an okay time to sell, I just think... There's no real rush when he's going to be playing decent minutes and score you all right. Probably to, the four is going to be what we saw last week, that sort of 45 area. Yep. So I'm happy to hold him for now. Like I'd rather trim some dead wood and, ha- and, and sort of play forward this week when he's going to be a useful number. I would argue that um, near Corey was in the role where he was not playing full game on the edge early earlier in the year. And why is that switched suddenly now? But the worry, I think, is Curran, Siren and Barnett can all cover edge off the bench. They all can play middle as well. 
So I don't think Ford will be playing 80, but it's just um, interesting. 65 at the minimum, I feel. Yeah, I don't think you have to rush to do it. Um, if you're fine for numbers and you want to flip him to early Katawa this week, I can understand that. But other than that, I probably would just hold him out until round 16. He's not going to leak that much cash, so yeah, I don't see too much urgency to that sell. Yeah, I agree. Um, Tully Harris and Nickel Clockstar. Both very reliable options last week for 13. You own both these guys. Are they planned to be held long-term? Yeah, probably all season for both of them. C&K might be expendable eventually, but I don't... He's doing well enough as a fifth or sixth centre wing. I'm happy to hold both of them all year. Yep. Um, for the Dolphins, no changes. Um, Hamiso, Tabiai Fidel and Tom Gilbert will both be rested off a two-day turnaround from yep. Origin. Jermaine Sacco. Big buy for us last week. Um, I think he's in the top 10. Um, bought in yeah, for this right round. Around yeah. five or six, I believe. I don't know if I completely agree that... He's got two good weeks coming up. Um, Warriors and Manly, as I said last week, have given up um, a fair amount of tries to right-wingers. But in between then and round 20-odd, it's not ideal. However, the draw on the run home is great. Yeah. I don't know if I'd rush there right now with no round 16 No, coverage. I'd wait I'd wait until after 16, maybe round 17 to buy him. Because you're not getting ahead by buying him now, I don't feel. Like, most of the people above you already have him. I'd rather look for a pod. Like, Meany's a similar price. Who could so easily skyrocket you? Like, it, I just feel like Asako is going to score well, and I'm happy I own him. But if I didn't own him, I don't think you need to rush him in no, I definitely wouldn't yeah. be trying to grab him now I'd be going elsewhere um, take your miss from last week and try yeah. and get up in round 16 yeah you're not going to get ahead on a move like that I don't think not from here yeah. another interesting point to fire on the bench again obviously played three minutes last round anyone that owns him be very upset I guess um, if he does come off the bench for another say five ten minutes this week the cash is absolutely gone and yeah. You start from square one with pretty much enough in your reserve, so... It sucks. Not but ideal there for You them. were warned. You were definitely warned by... Yeah, it's a lesson. It was always going to be risky. Definitely a lesson for owners there. Titan Souths, Jaden Campbell in a 5'8". Kieran Foran out is really, really big. Campiero returns on the wing. Keeney is at fullback. Young fella played a few games off the bench, I believe, already for Titans. And Sam Barrels returns off the bench for now. This Kieran for an injury, how much does this hurt Dave Fafita? Yeah. Because it does. I think it does. I still think Fafita, I just think it hurts his attacking stats. I still think he'll, bat, he'll base fine. His base power will be great. But I just, Campbell, we've complained lots of times about him being a bit of a hog for Fafita. Yeah, I don't love it for him, to be honest. I don't know how long Campbell will stay at six, though, because... Brimson. Brimson probably shouldn't be too far away from returning the hamstring yep. again. And Foran's probably only three, four weeks. Brimson will be good for Fafita. So, at the end of the day, if we cop a few, you know, base of 60, 70 scores from Fafita and he drops a bit of cash, I'm happy to deal with that. Yeah. Campiera, anyone that still had him, I think he would have had to be sold off. But if he still had Campiera and... No foreign is there. I don't think you can expect anything from him big. No, I'd be selling him still. Yeah. For Souths, all the origin guns named Murray and Arrow. Troy Mitchell. 
you're an owner. Do you think he has to be sold this week? Obviously, Blake Taff named a fullback. Trello nowhere to be seen. Does he have to go? Yeah, it's really sad that Luchel's not playing because I've just I've loved owning him all year. He's been one of my favourite players. But yeah, this injury, one to three weeks, calf strains are always a risk for an injury. Mm. If he wants to play Origin, he might not play even next week, which I'm a bit worried about. So I just think he probably has to be sold, especially in my case when I've got Luchel and Guffo. Yep. But if you've got the cover and have a good 17 this week... I don't mind the hold. I've seen a few people attempted to hold, and I, I actually support that decision. I just can't do it myself. Well, for me, I think he has to go. Yeah. My reasoning for that, if this calf strain is... Obviously, it's not like he didn't... Um, there wasn't. It's not like a grade two where it's a moment where it's like you've done your calf here. It's sort of pulled up with some tightness. Mm. If it's to the extent where he's not comfortable to play Origin Game 1, I don't think he's going to be playing next week under any circumstances. Yeah. And then round 16, he's going to be trying to play Origin. So I think you're going to be without him for three weeks. Yeah. So best case scenario, I sort of looked at it this morning. He'll obviously miss this week, so he missed 14. Yep. Let's just say he plays next week in round 15. He'll miss 16. And then... With an injury concern... Probably doesn't play 17. He won't back up 17. I think think it's very unlikely. Yeah. So he'll play 18, and then he won't play 19 or 20. Yeah. So best case scenario, I think you're getting two weeks out of him, and that could be one. It just makes no sense to me as to why this little um, niggle would keep him out of origin game one, but he would play... The week after, in a game where he really doesn't have to. Well, if he doesn't play that game, you're getting one game out of him, I reckon. In what, five, six weeks? Six. Yeah, from from round 20, from round 14 to 20, so yeah, six weeks. I think he has to go. Yeah, just sort of looking at that, he probably has to go. Um, Also for South, Kalamatangi, interesting little pod. Um, You were interested in last week. Yeah. On return. He's not not a home run type of player, but he definitely can score tries. Yeah. And if he does, that'd be helpful for you. But just a little one to watch is an option. Yeah, I'll wait till 19 if I ever want to bring him in. My worry is is that he makes his way into the origin side. Yeah, very yeah. true. He does have a long time to prove fitness. Last week was the week to buy him if you're going to. Just, just yeah, keep an eye on him for 19, but I d- just don't think it's going to be really much of an option. Yeah. We went to the Sharks-Broncos. <laughs> for the Sharks... Sifa Talakai returns in place of Connor Tracy. Talakai, very good option, as we've been saying about all these Sharks back five. Every single one of them are. Talakai, low break even though this week. So it's probably close to now or never with Talakai unless you want to pay up top dollar. Yeah. I was really keen on him um, earlier in the week. But I just sort of can't really make it work with money and... It's just not going to quite happen. Tough couple of matchups coming up. This one versus the Broncos, then Melbourne and Amy. So, and this one, he played comes against Stags. He scored about 38 last year against Stags. Mm. So, it's a hard one to, to um, sort of grasp there. I, I am not going to buy him, but I can't knock you if you did. That run from 16 to 19 is incredible. There is one buy in there, but it's still really nice matchups. With pretty much all of them at points bet. 
So I like that. But I think I, I'll t- if I if I really, if you really want to get him in later, I'll take my sort of sixty k loss over the next couple of weeks. Whilst he um, whilst whilst he has these two harder matchups, and then look at him again in sixteen. Yeah, I agree. That these matchups are definitely harder. But in saying that, we obviously saw last year at Amy against Melbourne, Mulatalo and Talakai had a very good game. Yeah. By the same note, Stags defended Talakai very well last year. But I don't mind the Sharkies in this game in general. I think the um, Warriors players who played last week, there was a very big effort to win that game against the um, against the Warriors. And obviously pretty much all their middles playing Origin. Um, it was a great performance. Could be, yeah. could be pretty beaten up. I don't mind this matchup for the Sharks, honestly. And I think we'll talk more about that later in the captain options around Nico Hines. But yeah, I don't mind the next two weeks. I think from here on, I'm happy to bring Sharks in. Yep. That includes Mortalo. That's probably fine. I'm fine bringing him in this price. Um, Will Kennedy, I'm also very interested in looking at him myself. Just not enough ceiling for Kennedy, I guess. Yeah. When you compare him to, say, Nick Meany, the goal kicking, just adding 20 points on every week, it's probably just yep. not as high. That's fair. But also, Kennedy's... Uh, the, the worry with him in previous years has been that he has a terrible floor. This year, he's presented a much better floor of, like... Well, he's been scoring very consistently. He's been getting like, at least one attacking stat every game. So, I think his low score is, like, 45. But he has, like, 50s and 60s where he gets a couple of attacking stats. And then he has hundreds or 90s where... He gets or two or three, yeah. So, yeah, I, th- I think um, Kennedy's pretty different to previous years this mm. year, to be honest. I agree. Brent Nicker, um, I think he's definitely established himself as a gun back rower in the comp. I don't know if I'd bring him in at this price right now, though. Because... Yeah. Definitely been... around 16 I'll be looking at him. Yeah. I just don't know right now above 700k. I think there's better value options. Yeah, I agree. The Bateman and iPad, which you already touched on, and there's another guy we'll get to later. I think there might be better value options. I just didn't like the play. Yeah, I do do like it. He's a a nice guy to own. I agree, though. There's better value out there for similar opportunity, I guess. Yeah, I agree. As I said, all those Sharks players, I'm very interested in all of them, as we've been touching on for weeks now. For the Broncos, their Origin 5 are named to back up, and Corey Oates is in the reserve, so couldn't be far away from a return. Payne Haas' minutes will be a watch, obviously, Wednesday night in Origin, and then in this game as well. Yeah. This will be a pretty big factor to see if owners want to go through with him um, moving forward, because he, he very much could have big minutes in Origin. I don't know if Kevy can ask that much out of him as we've touched on before during this period. Yeah. Um, we'll see, but, yeah, just just monitor his minutes. I still think it's pain hard. So I expect 60 minimum if I owned him. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be here. He'll still be good. Yeah. Don't stress. Moving on to the Roosters-Dogs game. Um, Junior Powell, named on the wing. Um, pretty highly touted out of the Roosters um, Junior. So definitely a watch year. Could hold a spot possibly for um, round 16 coverage. Yeah. Obviously, Tupo um, named in the reserves and Jackson Paulo, the man making way for him. Joey Manu named to return at six this week. Um, big win for owners. We needed him back for this matchup. Yeah. I'd be very scared to not own him this week. 
Yeah, this this is the big one. Obviously, as dogs fans, we don't want to admit that, but could be a big year for Manu. Yeah. Definitely a captain option as well. Yeah, for sure. For the dogs, their origin players in Adokar and Pangai named on the extended, and Fatal Marina is out with a flu, so Waddell named at lock and Ockhambor on the edge. I don't know if this stays this way. Yeah, I don't trust it. Harry Edwards named on the edge, but his role is growing. Um, I'm definitely more of a believer now than I was originally. It just seems like the people at the club like him. Yeah. Gus Serrata, I think they're all trusting him. They're trying to develop him into a bit of a ball-playing lock role. I don't know if I've seen it myself enough yet, but very early in his career and could have potential to do more. So I think as a Harry Edwards owner, you'd be pretty happy. Yeah, I am. I'm probably not going to play him this week, but yeah, I am. I am happy. I'd be alright playing him actually. I think he'll probably still play fifty-five minimum minutes. Yeah, I think even if he's on the bench and this does stay this way, I think he still does play at least fifty-five and yeah. gives you forty-five. Yeah, minimum. So it's him and Ford are like my last two sort of options, and I'm probably just going to go Ford over him. Yep. Two falling gun options coming off injuries. Jacob Kiraz, the most popular buy of the week, as well as Max King. Both cheap, both hindered by injury the last time we saw them. How much has this rest helped them? We don't know. And I think, especially with Kiraz being number one buy this week, I don't know how much... I'd, obviously, it's reasonably low risk at that price. It's not going to kill you. But there's a good chance you're getting a guy that could possibly average 50 yeah, over be, the next five, six weeks. I'll be watching Kiraz very closely. Um, probably a guy I'm going to buy next week, pending a few like break-even type stuff. Um, I'll be watching him very closely. If he looks hindered by this injury, I'll make sure that I don't sort of like grab him quickly because I'm, I'm going to be I'm pretty worried. Like we were at the game round 12 against the Titans. He looked like he couldn't run, and that really worried me. But then saying that, his numbers against the Warriors were pretty good. Yeah, his base and power numbers are good, but I think that was definitely a result of the way the game was playing out. Yeah. Like, I think um, Hayes Perham ran for about 300 metres that day. Yeah, like, we, Johnson just really sent us to corners and made us run out. Blake Wilson, in his debut that day, also ran for a hell of a lot of metres. So, that's definitely a result of um, how that game script played out. However, Kiaz's base is still good enough. I just wouldn't want to rush to buy someone who's been rushed back from injury and hasn't had enough time to heal. Mm. So, yeah, I, I'm very happy to look at him next week. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's fair. I, I, I'll probably be buying him next week, but I just want to make sure that he's nice and fit and everything. So we'll just we'll just watch him very closely, and yeah, just sort of move from there. I think we'll touch on captain options later, but I think Marnie looks really good this game. As much as I, we are dogs fans and I really like them, really like the dogs, but. No, I think Manu's going to... He obviously scored 191 at Central Coast Stadium last year. So, been a pretty easy matchup. Maybe he does that again. Yeah, I'll definitely be considering Manu. Um, depends what we're here with Nico Hines, I guess. Mm, that's true. And also Cleary, for those who aren't Cleary. But for us, we don't have him, so... Yep. Moving on to the Cowboys and Storm. Cowboys origin players named on extended and Nanai returns from the bench. So, Luki and Leilua, both starting. 
it's sort of all three of those guys, if anyone was looking at them, I think they have to buy next week anyway, but you couldn't trust that any of them no. are going to be playing. Don't want any of them. And I also think that's not going to stick. I think Nana will start, maybe Luciano or Luke, go to the bench. I think it's probably Lua, more likely. Yeah, personally. I would say. I would say because the way we played off the bench last week as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was um, a late swap. For um, Gizeski. Gizeski yeah, yeah. So uh, that could easily happen. Is, is Gazeski on the bench? Because um, if they have all four, yes, they have all four back rowers in that team. Yeah, you can't own any of them. Not gonna lie. Tamalolo is still on the extended. I expect him to come in. Also, I, I agree. Yeah. Val and uh, Tolangi are in the extended, are they? Yeah. And Cotter. Yeah, they've named. Um, Holmes, Cotter, Taolonghi, so the three Origin guys on the extended, as well as Taumalolo and then three other. Dearden's back in the Dearden's six. starting. Yep, so I think most of those guys will back up. They need to win games. Yep. Massively. Sunday, I'd expect them to play. Yeah, I expect them all to play. One I don't mind here, Reese Robson. Price around 550k. Obviously, I have voiced my opinion on running two-gun hookers and how I'm not very keen on it. But it surprised me. I was just looking through some numbers yesterday. He leads the comp in runs, our dummy half. Well. So, obviously, that's important. I think it, as we've been watching Marshall King, he's probably been getting out of nine more than um, Grant has, trying to wreak a bit of havoc, get some attacking stats. And that surprised me, Robson, because obviously we've seen him with attacking stats in the past, and he hasn't really got them this year. Mm. By next week, he's awkward. I just don't mind him at the price, honestly, because a lot of people have that Sonny Luke problem. Yeah, yeah, we need a second hooker. And as much as I don't want to have a gun that I'm paying up for, I don't mind Robson. Yeah, all the hookers scored well last week, by the way. Cook, Robson and, and JMK all scored really well. So. Yeah. Yeah, I actually did like Robson last week. I, I actually almost, I kind of considered buying him, but um, don't think you can buy him now or anytime soon which kind of sucks because he is going to be good as a second hooker yep. I just think that ship's very much sailed. yeah moving on to the storm same 17 as named in round 12 Eli Katoa named after the shoulder injury um, he was probably the biggest question mark going to TLT whether we're going to get him or not he's a very good buy if that shoulder is okay yep. and I think you can back that it is um I guess they have guys that can cover edge, but they haven't named like an Eisenhuth or someone on the bench that is only an edge. Yeah. I think Nass, Kamakamitha, Garlic can play that back row spot, but probably won't. So I think you can back the Katoas all right. Yeah. Um, I'm, well, we'll touch on that later, but I think he's a great option. I really think he's a really good option. Um, value, low BE, 90 in low minutes. The only worry is the AC joint. And if that does affect his uh, output, but this guy's yeah, he's a gun. He just needs to work on his errors, and he'll be yeah. He he's potentially a keeper in the two RF when no one's really putting their hand up saying pick me. He could be a massive keeper there. Yeah, my only worry well, it's not a worry. I guess the only question for me is is he a keeper? And I had this question before, and sort of the head knock going into the buy. We had those two weeks off. That sort of forced my hand on that decision because I was really torn on whether he was going to be a keeper or not mm. and I don't know if Eli Katoa is a guy I want to use four trades on to bring in and then move out See, again I've, I've never owned him so. yeah so it's a bit of a different scenario I still think he's a great option Just, I don't know yeah I want to see him yeah you don't have to buy him this week 
and I sort of have thrown out you know, the idea of not buying him, but I think I think I'm just going to do it. I think it's value. I like this matchup. Yep, agreed. This is a very good matchup. And the other guy that relates to heavily, Nick Meany. Um, top dollar, about six ninety two k. Break even of ninety odds, so it doesn't seem like an urgent buy. But this Cowboys game could be big for him, and he's probably one of the best captain options in round sixteen. Yeah. So I've actually had a lot of thought about Meany. I really like him as an option, but the captain option, I don't think he's really going to be that in round sixteen. I know he has a good match against the Tigers, but I think Manu and Moses will be by VCC. That's yeah, good point. They so are, they are I, I think I, I, those two will pretty much be locked in, Manu and Moses. So I don't see myself using it. Yeah. Although I will probably look closer at Meany around the buy. I'm not going to do it now with a 100 BE or around 100 BE. Yeah. I do like this matchup. I think he's going to score well. I just wouldn't mind having a look. Well, no obviously much. I own Meany in the year. Started with him. Sold around. Around eight when he was about seven hundred and fifty k, sort of cashed in. Just because I didn't, he looked good. I didn't think the opportunities were there all that often for him at fullback. He pops up when his time comes and he makes the right play. But I didn't feel the average of seventy plus was going to stay, going to keep up. Yeah, I probably see him as more of like a sixty-five average. Top yeah. player, he's scored a couple doubles, good attacking stats. Obviously, the floor's great, and we love outside back kick goals. I'm not 100% in on him. I've yeah. looked at bringing him in as well. I'm not completely sold, though. I think I he's going to be really good, but yeah, um, I, I can't really make it work because there's a couple of guys I really want this week, and I think I just prefer them because Manny's very expensive. And how much closure do we have about Pappenhausen? I don't think he plays all year. That's what was my prediction going into the year, and I think the reports are just sort of... It just seems to be further away every time we hear anything. I don't see him playing this year. Well, we're in round 14. I could see them trying to get him to play in the finals, if perhaps, they can. Perhaps maybe maybe around, around, around like late 20 rounds, they start sort of easing back in, and then... Probably doesn't affect me either that much, I don't no. think. I don't it's think also, it's... it's long down the track, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, it's fair. Many great option. Yeah. Final game of the round, the Panthers and the Dragons. For the Panthers, no changes from their round 12 game. Zach Hosking, um, one that we spoke about in the sell category last week. A lot of people moved him on. Massive watch to see if he can play good minutes. In this match, obviously, Liam Martin and Salmon, the problems, both named on the bench in this one. I don't think he plays 80, but I think I'm okay if he plays 60. I'm fine with that because he's scoring really well in the yep. minutes that he's playing. So we both held him, yeah? Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to keep holding him. He's fine. Um, he might, minutes might even increase over the period. Yeah, and that, that's yep. definitely what I'm watching here. If he can increase minutes and we see Martin play strictly middle... Which in that scenario we probably could. It looks like fifty minimum from him from Hosking, So are we also certain that Sorensen stays on the edge? I know he's been good, but he's, he was also very good as a bench middle. Yeah, I'm not sure. No, it's one to watch. I think he probably is a sell after sixteen, or going into nineteen. He's probably a sell. I'm happy to run with him up until then, though. Yeah, same. Yeah. 
Um, Nath Cleary named, very big. We'll see how Origin plays out and see who's banged up. Cleary plays here. He's definitely up there in the captain options. He's D1. We've got to be scared not owning him. But hopefully he plays a massive, tough game in Origin and all of a sudden doesn't back up. That would be so good. Jackie Cobb is the 8th man who is their halfback colour. So, you know, could happen. Um, also, to note, Tungo and Spencer Linu, both named on the extended. I expect both of them to play. Yeah, both in training. Um, both could come in for this one. Also, Dylan Edwards, any interest there? Yeah. Top dollar? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, what case can you make for him? Yeah, so I think it's a very unique sort of player in terms of the way that he scores his points. He is high base and power, tackle blasts, hit-ups... Gets one, breaks through the middle behind tied forwards. Not so much attacking stats, attacking stats. There is attacking stats there, but it's only one or two a game. Yep. So we look at Penrith and we sort of see this really good draw coming up, but that's not ideal for Dylan Edwards, I don't think. I don't think he's a guy that. where the matchup makes him better. I think almost against the harder teams, he really stands up where it's a grind. Gets that BMP really high and then jags a couple of attacking stats. Obviously, the likelihood for attacking stats is higher in better matchups, but I still think most of his sort of scoring potential comes against the sort of better teams. Like Manly were just came off, or Man Manly were looking all right when they scored 163. The Warriors was a massive grind. That was one of the biggest grind games we've seen all year, and he scored yep. 122. Yep. So I, I just I just feel like I, you buy him for this Dragons, Roosters, Cowboys, Knights, four in a row. Look, oh, he probably scores a couple of tons in there, but he's not that guy who comes out and scores heaps of attacking stats and has this really high ceiling. He's more going to grind out the game, tackle bus, massive meters, massive hit-ups, and then jag a couple of attacking stats on the back of that and gets about 100, 120. So I, I'm, I'm just not sure he's worth buying at 800k when there's other options. Yeah, definitely a good point. I, I'd probably lean more towards the not looking at the draw at all for him. Yeah. I don't know if I'd go as far to say I don't like the good matchups as much. I think either way I'm happy. No, I just think people shouldn't get lost in it. Like, yeah, yeah, don't, don't, I agree with that. Don't I buy him for that. the draw, I feel. Well, I've owned him in the past, and the beauty of Dylan Edwards is if he scores a try, he's probably going near scoring 70, 80 just with that one, compared to, say, a Will Kennedy who needs, say, a couple of assists and try to score 80. Yeah. That's what you're buying Edwards for. Um, I love Dylan Edwards. My only problem here is his 800K. Yeah. I don't like forking out that for him. It's tough. It's very tough to pay that for Dylan Woods. Uh, I'm probably the biggest Dylan Woods fan there is, but he just doesn't pop up in the attack as often as he other has guys been do. doing it more this year. But maybe this is the best of his attacking stats all year that we see. I also worry about in round 16, when I was sort of on him, I was like, Oh, he could be a good captain option that way. But no Cleary, no Wua, no Yo. Makes it a bit more difficult for him, I feel. Yeah. It was definitely easier for him back when they had guys like Burton and other... So, um, no Sullivan last year. Yeah, other solid players to back up around him. I do agree that's probably not 
a captain option in the buy rounds. Yeah. And when my, you pay that hundred k, you hope you want him to be a captain option. Yeah, my feeling here would be I don't like buying Edwards. Yeah, I agree. If he was say six fifty to seven hundred, I'd be more than happy. Or even under seven fifty, I just. 800k is a very premium tag. 112 BA. We're, we're well. talking about um, selling an Origin gun at 900k because he's just going to infrafeed up because he's going to drop cash from there, and he's he's two RF averaging 100, throwing tons every week. Yeah. Dylan Edwards for 100k less than that, it doesn't really add up in my head. No, I agree. Uh, I I was on it early, but then I sort of had a bit of a reality check, talking a bit of numbers, and yeah, I just don't think he's going to be that worth it at the price. I think that's better value find elsewhere yeah for the dragons jack bird out i think as we said a couple of weeks ago the knee injury is really catching up and he looks he looks using um his career i don't know something's got to something's got to give yeah what well, this is probably the fourth time he's yeah. been hampered by this knee since sort of the ACL with the Broncos. I think it's it's good that he's sitting out a couple of weeks. Definitely. I don't think he's that hurt, but it's good good that he's sitting out a couple of weeks to really manage it. Yeah, don't want to make something major again. Um, few people own him. I think he is a sell. Yeah, you have to, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if he's playing, you're probably not going to get that great production. Yeah, which sucks because he's been scoring pretty well. Up yeah. until last week. We liked him as an option yeah. in the past. No, it's, it sucks for owners, but yeah, I think you've got to pile ways with him there. Jaden Sewer named on the edge with Ben Murdoch Masilla on the bench. Jacob Little, do you see him as an option to hooker even with Jaden Sullivan on the bench? Because obviously, I think the initial thought would be, well, he's you know, not playing 80. Sullivan's there, which he probably won't. Little in 60 minutes, though, I don't hate it. He's priced about 370k. Obviously, big score last week when Sullivan was starting. Yeah. He's interesting. Well, he's been their best player the last, well, pretty much all season. When he's played, he has been pretty much their best. Well, it's player. interesting because he was one of the guys that got dropped. Yeah. Towards hooks, which was I thought was crazy because he he was the real attacking spark. Hook seemed to really like Embai, who is not even in the equation anymore. Yeah. Um. No, I don't think I can buy him. Spending money at hook is not for me. No round sixteen. No round sixteen. If he played round sixteen, I'd be more interested. But no, I can't do it. Also, for the Dragons, there's not much. Lomax not hitting no. anywhere. No, I don't like any of them. I don't like any of the Dragons at the moment. If he had DeBellin, you'd be happy to hold him. Yeah, but even then, I'd still be looking to move him on soonish. Well, what did he score last week? He's under 50 with the Symbian. Yeah, which is pretty good. But I still don't know if he's really going to be a keeper. I, think he's, I just think he's peaking in price. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'd be looking to move him on at some point. I agree with that. Moving on to some strategy talk. So this week, looking at the Para, Manly and Newcastle buys following round 13. And are any of these guys sells? Mm. First of all, Clint Gutherson. Very popular sell this week, actually. Um, quite surprising. What did he score last week? 80? 81, yeah. Um, did pretty well. Looked pretty good in attack. You're an owner. Are yep. you looking at moving him on at all? Not a chance. No, I'm Super keen to hold him. Bulldogs, Manly, Dolphins, Warriors, Titans, Cowboys up until round 21. A couple of buys in there as well, but... That's good draw. Nice. Nice. He's dropped value as well. People yeah. hopping on him near 800k. Um, yeah, also Manly, he plays in round 16. He loves to beat up on Manly. He, he's got 127 against them in the past. He, he, that's his old team. He, he really likes to beat up on Manly. So 
I like him as a sort of sneaky captain and a really good player to hold to 16. And then Doggy's he scores well well against as well. So I'm happy to hold him. I'm really happy to hold him. If you bought Clint Gutherson, say, round 11, 12, 13, yeah. whenever it was, more than 750k, you bought him knowing really well that he had the round 14 buy and they only played the major buy rounds. Why would you sell him now for 100k cheaper? I can't believe people. People have spent 780k on this guy at some point. And selling him at 650. It's crazy. I bought him at a bit cheaper at 660. So, but I still wouldn't sell him at this. I, I, I'm I very happy to hold him. I just don't understand what the plan was for anyone that's selling now. Especially when fullback options are dropping like flies. I think he's, I think he's a good hold. Like he knew really well he's going to play 13, not going to play 14. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. It's to a me. raid, it's a raid sell, but he even he scored 80 last week, so I don't think it's that bad. Elsewhere, the popular para options: your Hopgoods, Browns, Moses. No one would be looking to move them out. You'd be crazy because they're killing it as well. Yeah, not a chance. Garrick's pretty high on traded out as well. Yeah, for Manly, Garrick, obviously last week scored, what, 50-odd. I think you've got to expect when there's no Tom Trebojevic in that side, Garrick, especially if he's on the wing, is not going to do well. I'd be more than happy with 50-odd from him without Tom while he's on the wing. His three scores before the weekend were 83, 90 and 108. How can you, how can you sell him? Well, I guess the only argument could be that the value's high for him now. Mm. And if you were that desperate and you had no one to move on, at least you're selling at a high value. But I think KO Weeks wasn't good at fullback. He'll play fullback in 16. Yeah, you'd very much expect Garrick will be playing fullback that week, so I would really not be selling him. Yeah. Um, Tom Trebojevic, anyone that has him, you've got to, you got to keep if negative you're gonna sell him, and... If you're going to sell him, you should have sold him last week. Yeah. No. Think so. Negative BA against the Dolphins at uh, what's it called? Four Pines Park. That is a captain option, potential 150, and then he could be priced out for a lot of people at 800k in a few weeks when people want to buy him. So no, I'm not. I'm not um, selling Turbo. For the Knights, Kalen Ponga quite a popular sell this week. Um, is he really? Yeah, um, I guess it makes sense. If you bought as soon as you returned, mm. yeah, I guess people would have Brown and Ponga as their five eight. So there'd be people out there that have both of them, and then what do they do? Obviously, the draw is tough, but you had to look forward to this. You had to look further than the one two weeks and sort of create a plan. And I think this is the same thing that I said with Gutho. If you were buying Ponga over the last three weeks, what was your what were you planning to do? He looked really good. I thought on the weekend I would not be selling him, not a chance. Yeah, he, he is pre-traded out, almost a thousand people. No, I thought he looked fine. I, I would not be uh, moving him on at all. That's crazy, in my opinion. Um, obviously, the draw gets bad, but what were you thinking? As, as you said before, um, we'll play after this week four games in a row, and then Dogs Tigers. So pretty good. I, I don't think. Um, I think it's a crazy sell if you're moving him out. Even if you had Brown and Ponga, I think you just cop your AE. You cop your AE or you sell a centre wing or fullback. Finally, Greg Marju coming off his 130. Got to keep him. Got to keep him. <laughs> yeah, no, not even a question. Wow, what a performance. Very so big. I saw one of the most stupid comments I've ever seen in my life. Someone said, oh, I wish Marju didn't score 138. So I then I could have sold him. Yeah. I'm like, mate, settle down. 138 in a buy round. Incredible. Um, Ownership was reasonably low as well. That was what was interesting. I was interesting. so surprised. About 19% it was. So, yeah. Marju not as highly owned as a lot of people thought, and he's going to be a very handy one for around 16. Highest well. averaging centre wing who's played more than three games. Yeah. So. Very impressive. 
Moving on to the pod section, we got three guys, super pods, all under two percent, playing round sixteen. All very interesting options, and the first one probably isn't right now. Starting at lock this week, I believe. Satili Tupanua, about 452k. The edges are very weird for the Roosters right now. The Butcher Boys still starting there. Crichton's still on the bench. Tupanua, a former gun, though. If the scoring can return, he could be a guy that we could be getting in a massive discount become round 16. One of my favourite players that I've ever had. Like I, I have had him pretty much the last couple of years, and he just... He seems to have a bit of ceiling. Last year, he disappointed me a little bit. But um, he can have big games. Like, he had a 125 a couple of years ago. Um, it's just a bit of a log jam. they yep. got four back rowers. I don't like him at lock. One to watch, but I think I prefer, like, an Angus if he ends up getting a better role. Yep. Yeah. Next one. Yeah. Guy you're big interested in, David Nofoluma. Yes. So, I think I'm buying him this week. We'll talk about that in trades. But, yeah, um... Wow. 598k. Yeah. Under 1% ownership. It's it's kind of buying a guy like it's people who bought DWZ last week. It's like that. I expect this guy to just pop off. I think last week wasn't a good game uh, against the Cowboys wasn't a good game for base. So his base was down but he still scored two tries, scored just under 70. But against the Dragons he scored 101, 60 in base and power. And then a couple line breaks, offloading galore, tackle busting. And that's the big thing. It was the knock revolt. It really was the knock revolt. And it wasn't, it hasn't been injuries that have been ruining Noffer's form, like his, this sort of downturn he's had over the last few years. It's not been injuries. Yeah. What it's been is the fact that his confidence has been down. A lot of bad defensive reads, yeah. a lot of talk in the media, his confidence has been down. The situation's been. The situation is finally good. The confidence is up. The Tigers are playing good footy. Noffa's averaged 75 before. I don't expect him to average 75, but if he can average 60, 65 for me, that's value. Yep. I think that's value. So I'm, I'm, I'm keen on it. I think I'm going to do it. It's definitely a move that would raise eyebrows at first, but looking a bit deeper into it, the stats that we saw back in, say, 2020 from him, the years where he averaged 70-odd, they're looking pretty similar. Yeah, and I think this Tigers draw looks really nice too. Yeah. So Canberra this week... Potentially without, what, Hudson Young, pretty decent player. Um, then the Titans at Seabus, that's yeah, consensus, Titans very good matchup. Yes, um, he'll be up against Khan Pierre in that game, who can be a bit of a numpty sometimes. Yep. Um, then Melbourne, origin affected, no Grant, no Munster. Yep. That's a good matchup, in my opinion. Up against Coates, can also be a bit of a numpty. Yep. I think that's a good matchup. And then Cowboys, Sharks, Newcastle, Dragons. Only one there that raises the eyebrows. Sharks, not great. Happy with them, though, all in. But I'm fine with it at Combank. That's okay. I think he'll, he can still get 50 in that game. Nice. I like the move. Under 1% ownership. Very good value there. It's a massive pot, in it? It could completely fall up in my face, but it also could smash it. Yep. Another pod I very much like. 495k for one Jesse Ramian. This guy is a serial 60, 65 average in the past. I really like him. Obviously, he's not going to get the attacking stats that we see Talakai's and Mulatalo's get that regularly. 
But Ramian goes on runs where in three or four weeks he scores good amounts of tries. I've owned him in the past, and this is serious value. And if you could time this correctly with Jesse Ramian, not only could you get 150, 200K if he goes on a run, but really big points at low ownership. He's a guy that's been bordering on 700K this year. Like, serious like Ramian. Um, I'm probably not going to go there myself. I could over Kiraz come next week if I'm looking at one of them. I don't want to go too too far in on the Sharks, boys, but very much one that Definitely I Definitely like. give me an option. I, I looked at him before. I didn't really have that deep of a look. Maybe he's the guy I buy over Kiraz next week. Because I'm, we often say in the past, nice. these Sharks um, centre wings, we've said it for the last couple of years, since Nico's been there, I guess, they're all going to average, say, 60-odd, and you just sort of... You can't guess which one's going to average the mm. most. I think Mulatalo's started to separate himself. He's really consistently been getting line breaks and those attacking stats. But in the past, Ramian could have been the guy that was averaging 65, 70 over them. Well, he was the guy who really just dominated the base. But now, I, I just... I don't know. I, I do like it. I think the biggest problem for Ramian is that Nicaragua has developed yeah, that's into true. a big weapon there. And sometimes Nicaragua's even like ending up on the wing. Like... They're sort of like position positionless over there on that right edge between Katoa, Ramian, and Nicaragua. If the ball starts getting to Ramian, it's dangerous. He could be very nice. Yeah, I do like it as an option massively. Um, tackle busting still, yeah, they're high, not high as they have been in previous years, but yeah, he's um definitely one to consider. I, I'm happy you sort of raised that one to my attention because I do like that. Yeah, I like him a lot. I've owned him in the past. He's been a good own. As a pod compared to like a Kira, a very similar price. He's a pod, massive, massive value at the price. Mm. I'm keen. I'm definitely going to look at it next week. Yeah, I think that's fair. Moving on to skippers and trades to finish us off. What are the moves you're making this week? Yeah, very happy with my trades. So I think Latrell's got to go. So at the moment, I'm doing Latrell to David Nofaluma. There's a few other guys I could consider, but I just think this is what it sort of made the most sense financially, which allows me to go Ben Murdoch Masilla, Deadwood, trim the Deadwood, get an extra reserve and option, and get Eli Katoa at a very cheap price with yep. OBE. I just think it makes the most sense. I've got a route where I can do Ford to Meany instead of BMM to Katoa, but I just don't think it makes as much sense. Yeah, I agree with that. Completely. I think Ford still has value yep. compared to Myrtle Priscilla. Yeah, that's fair. Not providing much. And I definitely think it's the time of the year to start looking at low ownership pods. And I really, really like your one with Nofo. Yeah. For myself this week, I'm completely focused on getting out a good team for this round. And then I'll look forward to round 16 later. So I'm trading out a round 16 player for one that is not. And that's Sean Kepi to Pasami Solo. I just... There's no one else out of these mainly para Newcastle boys that I can sell. Kepi has to be the one. I think Josh Alloyer is due back just before round 16, so Kepi probably doesn't start in that buy round. He'll probably still give you 40 points, but I need Solo now. As I said before, the role looks good for him moving forward. I think he should be able to provide decent production, a bit of cash gen maybe, and I'll probably go through with him until about round 19 when Whitehead returns. Um, elsewhere, I have the money to move an Alamotti on to any of these centre wing fullback guys we've been talking about today. I just want to have another look for another week. Yeah, that's fair. Skipper options is interesting. Yeah. Cleary's the biggest one. We don't have Cleary. I think if you had him, 
you'd probably be locking yeah, it in. You have to captain it if you have him against the Dragons. He, he, he should go 130 plus. And, but I think our team's set up enough where we can sort of cop that and still score all right. Maybe we'll still see red arrows, but I think worst case scenario, we can still you know compete against these guys out clear. But yeah, I think if you haven't got a captain. It's definitely interesting because not a lot of teams have Heinz and Cleary now. Yeah. Sort of one Someone's gone one or the other. So... Either one of them, very nice. Other options, Joey Manu, as we said, very much like against the Dogs. I also like Jermaine Asako versus the Warriors. And obviously we thought the Warriors been a good defensive team this year. Nine tries in 12 games to right wingers. Asako playing well, focal point of that attack. I think he'll probably be my vice-captain. Yeah, if if I don't go Hines-Manu, yeah. it'll be Asako in there with the vice-captain. I like him as well. And then Hines C? Yeah, it's yeah, either a psycho into Hines or yeah. Hines into Manu. Yeah, that's my exact thoughts too. I think I'm leaning a psycho VC into someone else. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I think Hines is probably a good captain. Another one I don't mind the matchup with is a Munster or Nick Meany against the Cowboys. It's just a bit risky. Yeah. Even Feeder, not a bad shout. Yeah. I don't think. You just, minutes, you minutes worried. You just have to hope that he plays 80. Yeah. But I guess you will reassess all this after Origins. Yeah. So after, yeah, I still think I'll go Hines, um, Captain, Psycho, VC, but I, at the moment I've got it on Manu. I just, I'm not sure yet. But yeah, I think something, something definitely on Hines, and then it'll be a Psycho or Manu. Yeah. No real sit start dilemmas this week. I think everyone's going to be doing all they can to field 17. I will have this one, week. Yeah. I have, um, I'm doing Ford over Edwards and. That's my sort of last guy. I it's pretty luxury this round. Yeah, I think I'm in a pretty good spot. Obviously, I don't have Cleary, but other than that, I'm looking okay for yeah, this week. I think you're set very well myself. I'm just looking to get through and hold my rank. Yeah. Nothing else really to touch on today. Thank you all for listening to the podcast. Have fun watching the footy this weekend. Game one, State of Origin. Big week for us footy Go fans. Go the Blues. Go the Blues. And we'll see you all next week. All right. Catch you later.